Howdy friends and welcome to the Full Disclosure Farming Podcast. I'm Erica. I'm a business school graduate turned farmer's wife. And I'm Joe. I'm a college dropout with a master's degree from the University of Hard Knocks. Together we run several successful farm and ag businesses. Let's get brutally honest about all the issues facing our generation of farmers and ranchers. Hello, party people. What's going on, podcast listeners? Yeah, pod people. Well, happy, happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, everyone. I, I hope, hope you had a great uh, holday holiday I, weekend. Yeah, I hope you were thankful. Grateful, yeah. I thankful hope you felt blessed for, this year. Yeah, I hope you were thankful and blessed for something. Yep, we, uh, we host Friendsgiving at our house on Thanksgiving Eve. In years past, it's been a, a very intoxicated event. But now we all have children, and it's just much milder, but it's still very fun. I still got really drunk. <laughs> some of us still had some adult beverages. So we finished up our last podcast hoping that a Missouri buck would be down, and the update on that is yes, it is. It did not go at all how we planned it to go. But the end result I'm going to be really blunt and just say that the outfitter that we used was... Uh, wonderful lodge, wonderful people, wonderful food, but there wasn't a fucking deer within a country mile of there. So, big shout out to Beergo Angus, Drew Beergo, and his wife. Chelsea. Drew invited me over. He said, if you get skunked on the last day, let me know. Long story short, I was in one of their blinds for six minutes, and I killed a, a good 130-inch nine-point buck at uh, running at 250 yards full speed. So... What'd Beyond you, what'd you whack him with that? The 300 wind mag. So that was uh, really incredible. So we did have a wonderful time. I highly recommend if your wife is as cool as mine to take her on a hunting trip with you. Because um, the last hunting trip I went on with my buddies, um, this time the sex was way much better. Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> as far as farm updates, uh, farming sucks. Corn's wet. So we're down to the final stretch, but it's like this whole year fucking sucks. Moving Our on. Main topic. We've had a lot of topic requests. Yeah. But they've all circulated around. Yeah. So this. I sent a last minute snap out like three hours ago and I was like, help me figure out what we should talk about tonight. And six out of eight of the first responses At I least. got were regarding work-life balance and the holidays, showing up to holiday events when you have other things you need to be doing, how your family can support you during the holidays when you're feeling stressed and like you might not make it to all the things, uh, the pressure of having to show up late and leave early. Just it kind of all was how do I get all my stuff done and be where I need to be for the holidays. So that's where we're headed. Yep. Um, I would like to preface that with, I did marry into a really wonderful family and my wife's family. They make so many exceptions for me. They know that for us now, but me more than, you know, that they know that, you know, we got cattle, we got maple, we got crops, we got everything. And, and then on top of all of that, they will be like, well, we know Joe likes to hunt. So why don't we have dinner at six? You know, I mean, they're just very accommodating. I got very lucky, but I know that some of your families are less than accommodating. So I think the first thing that I want to just mention is you need to be nice to yourself during this time. Mm. Don't If someone else is being hard on you, you don't need to be hard on you too, right? Like the expectations are going to be there. You know, people are going to be frustrated with you or disappointed with you. And as long as you know that you're doing your best, that has to be enough for you. That has to satisfy you. 
Give yourself yeah. some grace. It's tough, though. You know, and I would like to say that to start this topic off, like, doesn't it feel like you love the holidays once you get there? But it's such a pain in the dick to try and be done for Thanksgiving or done for Christmas or like the stress is the juice worth the squeeze. Right. You know, like, okay, we're going to have Christmas at nine and the fucking tire falls off the tractor and a cow hangs itself by a piece of steel and then the cows break out of the barn and somebody smashes into a uh, concrete wall, the skid steer and breaks a window and, you know, like all the farm shit, all you farm people know. (laughs) That this is all bullshit. It's like the 12th hour nightmare. Stuff. Every fucking time. Like, and only on Sunday shit like that happens. Well, it's like every time you and I seem to go out like on a date <laughs> night without JJ, what do we find on our lawn when we get back? Pigs. Pigs. Yeah. But that is the kind of stuff that happens right before the holidays. Yeah. When you're trying, like, so in the construction world, they call it a punch list. All right, this is what needs to get done before this job is complete, right? And they, right. then you can move to a different job site. Like, the punch list for farming always goes fucking sideways. I mean, and I'm sure it goes sideways for everybody. That is that is part of the whole stress of the holidays, is that the punch list never goes the way you want it to. But the punch list gets exponentially bigger. Like, well, we better grease the wheels in the mixer wagon or else they'll fall off while we're gone. And all at once you're running around like a fucking crazy loony because you're trying to get every single variable... Right, no stone unturned. Right. Like, every pebble has been addressed. Yes. Every potential issue has been, like... Right. It's July, and you're putting fucking anti-gel in the loader because you're like, I know this is gonna fuck up. Yeah. You know, I mean, when we were going to Missouri, Patrick, my buddy, was feeding cows for me, and the the fucking loader quit. And I'm like, well, change the fuel filter. And he's like, it's gotta be the lift pump. And I got back, and there's just a piece of shit in the fuel line. Literally a piece of poop. I honestly wish I could give this podcast and give the answer to it. I think that we're way too hard on ourselves. I think that our families don't give us enough lenience. On? Being late or when the time should be. Like, well, you know, Aunt Carol can come over at 11, and she doesn't like to drive too late. Or, you know, or you know what I'm saying? And, like... All of a sudden, the guy that's working like a fucking crazy person is trying to accommodate for Aunt Carol's not wanting to drive too late. Mm-hmm. The person with it the hardest should get it the easiest on the holidays. Well, I think the person that has the most going on, yeah. arguably, it should be more convenient for them. Yeah. Right? If, yeah. if you're expecting them to show up happily. If you're trying to consider everyone, that is a good suggestion. Like, whoever... Yeah is the busiest and has the most going on, like, they need to have the consideration for their schedule. It does feel very lose-lose, I would like to say, for for the people of the agriculture sector. And something obvious that I guess we didn't say yet, but animals need fed every day. Mm -hmm. Just because it's Christmas, 80% of the world uses paid time off for their days when they need to go do other things, but the cows still have to eat. Someone still has to be there, that ball falls in someone's court, even on holidays. So I would like to speak to this, one of our biggest struggles this year, and it almost is soul crushing. And I know that every farmer that's listening is going to feel this. We went to Missouri. My mom and dad, I were like, want the whole family. They wanted as a a a whole family. There's 17 of us to go on a big trip. And then your grandpa Jim, same deal, wanted all of us to go on a big trip. So we're going to Aruba. I don't want anybody to think we're like bougie and going to all these Caribbean islands. Like 
beings that we went through everything we went through, we you don't know if next year if that person's going to be there. So this year's the year. That is holds true for the holidays too. Yeah. You might be mad or disgruntled that you have to show up to family Christmas and sit around the Christmas tree Agreed. and listen to all the people squawk and whatever. But truly, next year, hmm. one to three of those people Could might not be, be there. missing. Yeah. So really marinate in that when you're getting your head right to go and to I family think that, and I, over the holidays. To step back and call out the farmers as maybe we feel or we're a little selfish. And, well, I got cows to take care of, and I got all this shit I got to do. And next year, your dad or your mom or your sister or your brother. And And any of them. Any of them. I mean, tomorrow is not fucking guaranteed. I think we all as farmers need to work a little bit harder on being okay with leaving. What can you forgive yourself for? For missing or for, for, not, for not getting yeah. done. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. No, you, you can never... find threshold of what you're okay with letting slip a little bit in that moment as a sacrifice for going on vacation. Okay, so here would be like a, a situation. You're feeding cows and the mixer wagon explodes, fucking chains blow off, it capitulates itself, falls in a hole, who knows. At what point are you okay with, grab the loaders, let's feed these cattle enough to get them through tomorrow, we'll handle it the next day. What yeah, are you okay you have to with? Decide doing? with what you're okay with letting slip. At right. The with the reality that the attendance at your family function is not going to be the same every year, show up for half an hour. Right. You don't have to be there for six hours. You don't have to be there for four hours. But pop in, grab a bite, say hello, and smile at the people. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes a big difference. I know that for especially for the older people in your family. Yep. They get their joy and satisfaction in seeing you and talking to you. They don't have hobbies. They just like to see what you're up to and chat with you for a little bit. So, like, even if it's a huge pain in your dick to get away for an hour, even if you're there for half an hour by the time you drive, it's worth it. I just want to encourage that. I think that farmers were fucking hard on ourselves. I think another thing, compromise is important. If both parts of your couple are actively farmers... Then it's harder, right? You each have your responsibilities that need done. Whereas if one of you works in town at the bank or whatever, and like you get, you know, holidays off and paid time off, like that changes things. So compromise. And that might look like, honey, I'm going to go to Christmas. I'm going to go at 10 and help my mom cook. And then you come whenever you can, right? Nobody wants to drive separate to the holidays. But if that's the means to the proper end, do it compromising in okay we'll go here for a little bit i have to run home and do something on the farm for an hour and a half and then we'll go here to the next one i mean i grew up in a divorced and then remarried household i had 72 72 christmases to go to between christmas eve and the day after christmas okay i know mayhem i know holiday mayhem you for sure do like it, it can be done. It just may not be pretty. And it's sure shit not going to look like you going to your mom's house and sitting on the couch for six hours. Which isn't even fun. No. Fuck that. No. It's like, not, but I'm just saying, a lot of people's idea of holiday is to go plop their ass somewhere and eat. That's take a not, nap. That's not. You know, whatever. But, like, yours may look a little different. That doesn't mean it's bad. And it doesn't mean that it's wrong. All right. I'm going to speak to someone who listens to us. Uh, is it a mystery? Why a voice. They do uh, that fucking football thing. Oh, yeah. They do a thanks, is it right. Thanksgiving Day I don't know. football game. I don't know what you do, Boy West, but I know you're going to listen to this, 
And I'm sorry I don't text you back enough. What I'm saying is is that, like, I look at, like, Blind Bliss is fucking holiday. And, like, there's a bunch of people having fun. Like, our family tradition for Thanksgiving is we sit there and we watch the Westminster Dog Show, which is cool. Yeah, it's neat. It is neat. Putting that in perspective, like, we dragged a bunch of chairs out. Everybody sat down. It's like a fucking project. It's a project. Chairs out, chairs, chairs out, in. Pull the tables out. You know what? Like, if you out. told me that we we're going to Blind Bliss's fucking thing and we we're going to go play football for the afternoon, Sweet. I don't even know how football is played. I don't know what a field goal is. I don't know what the 38 yard line is. I have no fucking idea. All right. I don't even know how sports are played. Okay. But what I know is here's a really fun group of human beings playing a game and laughing and drinking beer. And giggling. Like, let's do something That'll just fun. Give you, I mean, here's a... For Thanksgiving, this is like our unique scheduling. So we can't ever make it to my side's dinner because the times don't work because we're still at your mom's house. Mm-hmm. But every year we meet there for dessert. They accommodate us by waiting until we get there. Mm-hmm. We have dessert all together. And then we play games for like an hour or so. We What did we play? What was that really fun one this year? With the head thing. No, that one's stupid. The one with the letters and the words. Scategories? Scategories. Yeah. Actually, and I would like to say, if there's one thing that your family has introduced me to that I've never experienced, it is board games and, like, fun. I've never seen your family play a game. Ever, ever, ever have we played any kind of fun game. Not cards, not board games. Nothing, Nothing, zero. I feel like farmers, if you go to your wife's family or go to your family and say, hey, can you help me? Like, we don't know what the weather, we're struggling with this. And I feel like if they're willing, right straightforward, willing to help. On the flip side of that, if you're the family, you're not the farmer, but you're the family, accommodating their requests really makes them feel seen and validated oh my God. in their so, struggle. So, like, that's a really valuable thing that you could do. So, I would like to speak to that also, like, from a mental health like standpoint, is when... Your family is so readily able to accommodate, right. to be like, you know what, Joe works really hard, and Joe Joe might not be able to be here. Your mom has countless times accommodated that situation where, like, man, we're jammed up with this, that, or the mm-hmm. other thing, and, like, well, I'll take JJ. I know you're, you know, like, right. so from me feeling like I'm respected mm-hmm. and, like, I bust my ass... Like, your mom will be like, hey, can I help you out with that? And she will. And you know what? Like, I am more willing to, like, accommodate your mom. Yeah, the respect thing goes both ways. Yeah, and I mean, I think that that's one thing that's greatly lost. We did compromise. It may look like you going by yourself. I mean, farm wives and mamas. I don't have to tell you how many things you do by yourself. And I hate that. Every farm dad is the pit of your stomach that burns your ass. Yeah, I mean, the key is not to, like... Go by yourself and then text them and be like, "Well, I guess I'll just be doing this by myself." That's not the no, answer, nobody likes right? It. Nobody like, likes that. they don't want to miss it, but sometimes right. it just happens that way. I'll be open about it. I do think that as a farmer, we get lost in our own stresses. It's hard to not live in a bubble when you're farming because there's so few of you or us that, like, a lot of people don't they can't relate to. And this what you're is going this through. is so why we started a, a, your own in your own little snow globe of yeah. shit. 
in the <laughs> snow globe of shit. Uh, and this is why we started this podcast because so when I got home tonight, so I'm actually having an affair with on my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's with an eleven point buck. Strong one. He's being elusive. Does he but have I, a name? Browsy. Browsy. Motherfucker got brow tights like you ain't never saw before. But what I'm saying is, is that when I come home. And my wife is supportive of my passion. It feels really good. But, like, it's really easy for me to get lost in my work schedule. And, I, can, you know, I can't do this. I can't do that. I'm, it's You're drowned in it. Mm-hmm. And, and we will address a generic work-life balance topic mm-hmm. that's not holiday-focused also. But we just, with the timing being perfect with Thanksgiving's behind us, Christmas is up ahead. You had, what? seven of the same questions that were basically farmers saying, I don't know how I can make it to the holidays because I have too much to so do. fucking much to do. Yeah. I would like to say that me and me and you are in a position right now where we are seriously considering re designing designing our business model. Yep. All at once it's like I feel like I work really hard and stress myself out. And we're sitting here like, oh, cool, and the bills aren't paid. Right, and ultimately this adds to the holiday stress too because the holidays fall at the end of the year when most farmers like ourselves are looking Mm -hmm. at numbers and being like, holy fuck. Mm -hmm. What I know is that here here is the solidarity in all of this, is that if you're a farmer, you've dealt with hard times, you've won in hard times, next year's a better year, but be a better farmer next year. Come mid-January, after the trees are tapped, I think that me and Erica are going to sit down and we're going to really reevaluate some acres and some money. Strategy. Strategy. And I think that leading on to the next podcast, I think that as a farmer, we need to get out of the young farmer. I'm speaking to the young farmers. We need to get out of the boomer groove because boomers could farm when farming was good. And you could grow 120 bushel corn. Right, you could be sloppy and still make money. You could be money. sloppy and still make money. That doesn't and happen. It doesn't work for us anymore, guys. Like, let's pick our heads out of the fucking sand. Let's not fight the same battles that, that you know, let's do better. But I really think that if there's a corporation that wants to farm a bunch of ground, let them farm it, find your niche, roll with it. Okay, I want to go back to the holidays thing. Part of minimizing your stress is setting realistic expectations. No. A lot of farmers I know, this motherfucker will put a task list together of what he wants to accomplish in a day. Knowing full well it takes 33 hours to accomplish those things. And then he's fucking pissed that he didn't get it done in 24. Okay? Don't do that to yourself. Especially with the holidays, okay? If you've got seven families, prioritize how many places do you think you can be in a day? And then pick something that you can make work, okay? But setting yourself up for failure by picking this lofty-ass goal that you know you can't accomplish is only going to lead to disappointment and resentment from not only you, but the people that you didn't show up for. So even if you're right off the bat like, I don't think I'm going to make it, but if I end up with extra time, I surely will show up is a much better way to handle a situation than being like, oh, yeah, like, we'll be there, and then just no show. Does that make sense? No. He's glaring at me. No, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> make it make sense, people. I'm going to speak with mild resentment to oh, your... Oh, you need to rebuttal. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, 
So you're like, oh, don't make your task too big. You know, don't don't get too aggressive. But so many times this summer, farm dads, I'm talking to you. So many times you swung for the fence and got really fucking close. If you wouldn't have swung for the fence, you'd have been up shit's crick. I'm labeling the summer as no second chances. I did not have a second chance on anything I did. It was do or fucking die. And that's why I'm tired. So I'm worn out. And that's why I don't like farming right now. Very easy for you to sit on your side of the table and say, don't push too hard. But because I push that hard, where are we? Things got fucking done. And I think there's a little common ground there because ultimately I'm not telling you not to aim high, right? Like I'm not telling you Mm. to just coast. But the difference is if you're aiming really fucking high and you come up short, you need to still be happy with that. That's the difference. You can't be mad at yourself over coming up short on something that you knew was a long shot in the first place because that beats up your mental game. I will agree with that. But I will also say that from a farm dad perspective, I think that we really as... What what generation are we? Do we know? Millennials? I think we're millennials. millennials. As a millennial, we really need to make some decisions that are hard, that are ugly, that our boomer parents would not have made. I'm at a point right now in my life where I feel like I can farm 500 acres as profitable as I can farm 1,000. I've said this to myself all along, back the fuck off and do a better job. And this year, I hit some pretty good contracts and I did some shit. And the the year fucked me. The weather fucked me. Yeah. The, but I feel like I would like to step back and say that Mother Nature came out with a fucking cane and wailed me upside the head and said, what are you doing? Right. You know better than this. Right. And I watched my dad do it. And I mean, I grow better corn than he did mm-hmm. and, and, and whatever. But, but it's still not enough to make up that gap. It's still not enough to make the gap up. And... And I think that this is respective to all farming areas. We need to step back, look back, and not make decisions like our boomer parents made. Yeah, and well, that's going to be the next episode, I think, right? Boomers. That's where we're headed. Okay, so our next segment is the Dickhead Daily segment. Okay, this week's submission comes to us from Wisconsin. It says, we are snowed out of the fields for corn harvest. My husband's dad refuses to plant anything but corn because that's what he's always planted. And he also refuses to put up more than one bin and sells most of it out of the field. Now he's selling corn at 25% moisture at $4.50 a bushel minus the basis. And his response is, at least I won't have to pay taxes. And this is driving our submitter obviously absolutely crazy because she says we plant, spray, and harvest his crops because his machinery is absolute junk. And that's what family is for or something like that in his mind. She said you should do an episode about how buying the family farm looks like such an ideal situation on the outside. And in reality, it often drives wedges between family members and overall just sucks. I don't have to debate that. <laughs> you just agreed and smacked the gavel down. I like... fucking... I will live and die on this hill that I... If I knew what I knew today, I would not have bought this motherfucker. What you're doing... And I won't mention names because I love both of them people. What you're doing is what I'm doing. You're bearing a burden that's not yours, ultimately, to get to the end goal of a place that but you I want don't... to be. All right, so I just, ha- I just said this to you, didn't I? What? So I've been pretty revved up for the last 
week with the corn thing. Mm -hmm. Well, my thing is, is that, all right, you two, I know you're listening. I came in tonight and I'm like, all right, so we bought the farm. We did all this shit. Do you think that Jay seeing me the way I am for the last week, do you think that he wants to buy this place? Do you think that he wants to run this? It's definitely not inspiring. This fucking kid's going to run. to think he wants This to kid's going to put his fucking Nikes on and he's going to run as far, <laughs> far, the far fuck away. away as he can because he's watched his father get his ass handed to him his whole fucking life. And this is the preface of, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Yeah. I don't think that I want to do this. You know, and I've, I've said it, well, I, I want to do this for Stevie. I want to, like, you know, have a place for him. When the fuck did I ever think about myself? And you two from Wisconsin, are you really thinking about what's good for you or what's good for your kids? Because I promise that your kids are smarter than you, and they want to, you to do what's good for you. Because when you're happy, they're happy. Yeah, we said this in a previous episode, too. You could be a good parent. On or off a farm. Right. I'm telling you, I am really close. Nope. I'm further than really close. I don't think that I am ready to farm the way I farmed the last 10 years anyway. next year. Yeah. I mean, we what? are encouraging you to be a little bit selfish because yeah. ultimately, yeah. who is your life about? You. You. And I, so, and I'll. And think of how many things you've forgiven your parents for. Oh, my God. Your kids will forgive you for selling the nightmare of a farm or changing the strategy of your nightmare of a farm. That your kids will forgive you for making a choice that ultimately leads to a happier family. So, I don't think that that is selling the farm. Well, I'm not saying to sell it, but right, I'm thinking parents that, are like, not doing these things because they're worried about the next generation. They need to worry about themselves because the next generation is just going to go on and do what they want to do anyway. So I believe that if Jay saw me happy every day, he would be much more apt to want to do what I do. Agreed. Is that worth the money? Yes. Right. Think about that, podcast people. Like, your kid sees you feeling like you got a gun to your fucking head every day, day in, day out, exhausted. Yeah, they're going to be like, sure, they're sign like, me up. Yeah, fucking sign me up for that yeah. shit. And why I signed myself guilt. Uh, that's that's why. what I'm saying about the generation. Like, this is the generational curse that we are breaking, is that we will never make JJ feel obligated yeah. to take over this farm. Yep. We will never make him feel obligated to carry on the legacy. Like, yeah, there is you know what? That. And I he guess he can do whatever he wants to do that will make him happy. If it doesn't include the farm, I know a realtor. And I guess I need to, as a reflection of that, maybe I need to be like, all right, I want to farm how I want to farm. And at the end of it, I'll sell the fucking thing and it'll be what it is. Yeah, because and, ultimately, oh, a generational. You know, having the farm stay in the family is a great idea, but I'd rather my kid be happy. Right. First. I want to say one thing and then we're done. This is directed towards Levi. You said to me, we've talked a whole bunch and I'm way proud of you. All right. So this guy's family, his dad wouldn't pay him like a real wage and... You know, the whole deal. The whole fucking deal. Like the literal cookie the cutter. The literal cookie cutter fucking situation boomer that we're all fucking involved in. So Levi got the balls to walk off the farm and be like, I'm done. I'm done. And you know what? I'm beyond proud of you for that. 
But Levi has set out to prove to his dad that he is wrong. You're paying your dad's rent by proving to him that he is wrong. Please understand that, like, you going out and being like, I'm going to show you, dad, you're working for him still. Yeah, you're not living for you. You're not. You're still trying to please him. Levi, you're still pleasing him. I don't care what you do, but I'm saying that. Make it what you want. Make it what you want. Like, I'll show him. You know what I've done my whole fucking life? Tried to show him. And it has paid me zero dividends. Right. I just want to say that. Final this segment, that. this or that, for our get to know us. Cuddles or massages? Uh, Is the massage from you or someone else? Well, have you ever seen that video of the little pug or whatever, like, pumping the girl's back? And, like, the caption says, like, oh, I'm just going to give you a massage. And then he just, like, starts humping. That's not, I don't want that. I don't want that kind of massage. I want the kind where the lady doesn't speak to me and she actually massages my whole body and she lets me nap. She wants to rub you. And then Rubber. she wakes me up and says, you're all set. No, I don't know. I mean, I... Cuddles are nice for a little bit. I think that when we go to bed... I don't like to be breathed on. That's why I like to be the big spoon. like me. I like to be the big spoon because I don't like to be breathed down the back of my neck. Such a weird, weird life. Opposites do attract. <laughs> I don't know. I enjoy a massage. Yeah, but... we only ever get massages when we go on vacation. Yeah, and I, I, I don't know. That, that's a dumb one because I feel like I enjoy massages from random people and cuddles from you. Yeah, I never want cuddles from random people and a <laughs> massage from you. <laughs> I guess we landed in the same place. Right, right. All right. That's a wrap. Um, Chop local, yankeebeef.com. Toodaloo. See you next time.